0: Welcome to the Fan Experience Experience with Darren and Mark and a special guest. Now, Welcome to the Fan Experience Experience podcast series. Each of our podcasts will explore a different element of the fan experience and fan engagement. Some of them will look at the matchday experience, while others will explore broader themes. But every podcast aims to deliver value to anybody listening in football or indeed any other spectator sport. So, whether it's general advice you need or ways to help you start a conversation with your own colleagues, we reckon that a regular dose of the fan experience experience will make a difference
1: for you. So join me, Mark. And me, Darren, as we explore ways of improving the experience on match days, making clubs more sustainable, and relying less on winning to keep fans engaged. Well, as I'm sure now, you now know we're all over you all
0: like a rash at the moment. We've got our Instagram account at fanexperience.co, the newly launched website at fanexperienceco.com, Twitter at at fanexperienceco. We're everywhere. And, of course, what we're trying to do is, um, well, become your reliable home of the fan experience, especially in these post-COVID times. But today's podcast's a little different. Today's podcast is one of our specials and our guest, is Marcos Picalio Aguilar from the Barcelona Innovation Hub? But before we introduce Marcos, Darren and I, how are you, Darren? How are you doing?
1: Yep, pretty good. I've um, been been very busy finishing off things from I can say last season. Now, can kind I? Of, I can definitely call. You it. can, yeah.
0: I think you can. Although I think the SPFL starts on Saturday, so the close season's about two and yeah. a half hours.
1: Yeah, I've completely lost track of, of what month it is anyway. So, I'll, well, I'll, I'll just well, stick to last season and next season.
0: Yeah, and you did well. I usually try to throw you with an opening question that you're not expecting, so you'll no, be prepared I'll, for that
1: I'll one. will be more prepared today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, the thing with um, Barcelona, as uh, any of our followers will know, is that um, both myself and our producer, Juan Luis, of course, have strong connections with, with Catalonia and uh, my other half. Um, the family are, are half uh, English and half Catalan, so we've, um, we've always had a kind of uh, connection to um, Catalonia. And uh, so you can imagine that the opportunity to actually work with uh, the Barcelona Innovation Hub and create an online certificate in fan engagement was, I mean, if you can say it, um, a dream come true in an industry that's full of uh, dreams that are usually unfulfilled. Um, So um, it's an absolute delight to introduce to you listeners, Marcos Picayo Aguilar. Marcos,
2: how are you? All good, Mark. Uh, Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, um, that's, it's an honour to be here.
0: Well, that's the sound of a man who's about to take his holiday, relaxed and chilled. <laughs> <laughs> we met. Uh, we met in uh, November when you very kindly invited me across to Barcelona to record some um, some introductions to the certificate and also, you know, to talk about the content. Um, and um, it's it, it's been such a fantastic opportunity. And you know, for Darren and I, we always talk about values. You know, it's our belief that. Um, you know, clubs fundamentally these days may appear to be corporate assets, but really they are community assets. They're there to, they're there to represent something special, to to stand for something, and more than anything, to give back. Uh, Darren, you'd agree with that, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: And and so being able to do something for Barcelona, Mescun uh, Club, more than a club, a club that is member-owned and a club that is stood for, not just Catalonia, but the same that kind of sense of of specialness of of, of wisdom that kind of applies in that part of the world was a was a real privilege and Darren I know you've got some opening questions just about the the origin of the hub the Barcelona Innovation Hub so I'll let you start.
1: Yeah Uh, hi Marcus I mean it was just for me I guess the chance to understand it a bit more Um, and you know Mark told me a lot about what he what he's been doing on the the actual individual uh, modules but but you know, look to know a little bit more about the um, about the hub itself and how it all how it all came about.
2: Sure, um, the the hub, uh, the B Hub, like we call it, uh, that stands for Bars Innovation Hub, was born really long time ago. Um, but the thing is, it was really born in 2016. The idea, though, comes from a long, long, long time ago, um, and it was born as a need and as a need to build up uh, what Mark just mentioned, actually, the, the more than a club, the misconclude. and that's what the club the club stands for, have to be matched uh, at every single day. Um, so basically, we we built Barcinovation up as the center for innovation, education, and knowledge within the club. So it's basically a transversal department that looks after all the projects that have to do with all those areas. And that means um, master degrees, congresses, e-learning platform, um, consulting in sports, uh, new new technologies to apply uh, or new projects or new products and services to apply in different areas of the club. We, we We work in both lines, sports science and sports management. And we work very aligned to the strategic plan that the club approved in 2015. This was the first time ever in FC Barcelona's history that a strategic plan was set up and approved by the board and by the socies, the members. Uh, and I know it sounds weird, uh, but because any, any big corporation, big company, club or sport institution normally has a strategic plan, um, but we didn't until 2015. Until then, the plan was win, win, and win everything. <laughs> but uh, but this was a strategic plan set up more for the business side. Yeah. And there's there's where we come in as a, as, a, as a department, as a new department, as a new project that kind of hosts and funnels all these little projects that I just mentioned.
1: One of the things that was really, for me, interesting when I was sort of, just having a, having a look before the the podcast was was obviously that you know football is is so sort of competitive and obviously everyone's all try always trying to get one over on on their rivals um, on the pitch. But obviously this is something that that sort of everyone can benefit from. So obviously it's not just it's not just internally, but it's people outside the club can get a huge benefit as well, and that, and actually would help other clubs. So how do, is, was that was that part of the thinking?
2: exactly right um the the part of the thinking was by building Barcelona innovation hub we uh and at the same time we were building an ecosystem within the sports industry with barcelona in the center as a leader that unites all these parts so basically now three years after um, we do have we can say we do have a very strong ecosystem that entitles clubs sport institutions uh, federations, um, universities, research centers, hospitals, startups, big corporations, partners within the club like um, Gay Trade, um that is, is a partner of the club, or Rakuten or Konami. Those are big corporations normally that work as a partner, as a sponsor. What we don't like to call them sponsors anymore, for us, they're partners. Um, and then we, we, we mingled all of them in one ecosystem to work together in those challenges. So now we are in the center, but there's already projects going on within this ecosystem that FC Barcelona only acted as the man in the middle, you know, connecting the dots, basically.
0: I remember one of our early conversations, Marcos, and when you were explaining this to me, you said, you know, effectively what we're trying to do is bring to life the club's intrinsic values. And in saying more than a club, you're saying do things that you wouldn't expect clubs to do, like share. And you said, even with Madrid. <laughs> you know, and, it's kind yep. of, and that's kind of, you know, the one thing that, you know, everyone will know, whatever your knowledge, your specific knowledge of SC Barcelona is, of the huge rivalry with Madrid. But this is something that, like you say, an ecosystem that intends to share all the knowledge that Barcelona and its partners have built up over the years and uh and 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 hope to benefit the the whole of the industry and i have to say that from the contacts that i've had the people who've approached me to 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 ask me questions about the certificate um from all over the world you know it's uh, not just people from western europe or you might expect the states but actually everywhere you know southeast asia from africa and from latin america which i think gives you an, an indication of the power of those values and that absolutely Barcelona the crest you know
2: so totally i mean the, the part of the the projects or, or the three main goals of the project basically were brand exposition of course uh, generating a new revenue stream yeah. And, yeah and and number three was adding up to the values and adding up to the club and more than a club yeah, and and what I explained to you is still stands. I mean, we, we are, we're working with many different clubs and many different countries in all continents. Um, that's and I have to explain. This is the first step of the of the project was building that e learning platform that I mentioned before, um, with the online gathering and with the online expertise that we were trying to build and then share um, worldwide. That's. Get, uh, that has given us a, a, a real expansion and a real um, exposition or exposure um, towards the world. So, right now, we do have presence of our students in more than 175 different countries, um, in more than three different languages, and um, all continents, including, um, and, and people there reflected art from all sorts of industries related to sports, and not only football. Yeah, Um, because what we we were trying to do is, hey, we are a club, a football club of course, like our, our own name says, Football Club Barcelona, but we do have 13 different sports represented in the house. All team sports, we don't have individual sports, but we do want to get those sports also outside of the box, you know? Because everybody, mainly in Europe, we, 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 we're we football fans, you know, we, we love football. It's number one. But hey, there's other sports out there. There's other people involved. There's so much change and so much different stuff going on so many different sports that we want to help also to, to develop those sports. Mainly now, we do focus a lot and we're focusing a lot this new season, upcoming season, uh, on the women's sports because it's... It's, it's trending, and, uh, and FC Barcelona has, has, been, has been having teams uh, on women since 20, 30 years ago, at least, in football more. In football, it's been 55 years, I believe, from, from the women's football team. But just now, recently, two years ago, I believe, it was professionalized. Yeah. So, so we're kind of helping that, too.
1: What's the connection with the club and the innovation hub? So, are you able to to leverage lots of support from from within the club for for your projects?
2: Yes, I mean we are we're part of the club. Um, we're part we're we're a department, an area of the club. We're part of the strategy and innovation area of the club. So we just act like any other department, like communication department or um, marketing and, and and partnership and commercial departments, digital department, IT, like any other. So we work closely with all other departments, all other projects, and we do everything we can to help them um, get solutions to their challenges. Or, or well, as well, not or, as well as uh, what Mark was saying. Gathering that knowledge of each one of the areas of expertise of the club and then sharing it with the world and, and with the rest of the industry Throughout that that um, throughout the universitas, Ars universitas project, which is basically how we call the the online platform of education.
0: Yeah, Yeah. let's talk. Let's talk about that that the specific um, you know certificate uh, that we're doing, because Mm -hmm. you know for for us it's been. Uh, a really useful chance to record everything we've learned in the kind of 15 years that the business has been established and the 20 years that we've been working in, in, in football. I mean, for those who are new to the concept of the certificate, we're talking about um, an online certificate, um, two separate courses. Each course has four modules. Within those modules, there are two units of and um, each unit has four themes. And so what this allows us to do is to break down the whole concept of fan engagement attempt a an all-embracing definition, which I don't think has been has been really attempted before. To try and add in what um, academic studies have been done, but also try to present that within the context of real challenges. And you know, for lots of people, this is not just about the big clubs. In fact, it's probably true that the biggest emphasis within the course is on clubs outside of the elite, showing what Barcelona, Barcelona has learned about values but also showing what we've learned about fan engagement, how that can help clubs and also how that can help students and also people who are looking for a career in sports. I mean, hopefully that's a pretty good description of, of what you were intending. Um, but from my perspective, Marcos, what I'm interested in, in learning, and I guess it's because people are asking me this question is what people have
2: done this certificate
0: in the past. What does it help them to achieve?
2: First Mark, uh, what do you said is hundred percent accurate. Um, and what I would say that this course um, or the certificate helps them achieve is gaining the expertise, the knowledge, the experience on those areas on fan engagement, on fan experience. Because what, what we try to do is, well, you explained it perfectly actually, is yeah. break, break down basically uh, with a very good structure yeah. all the specifics with examples. With theory, of course, but with practical examples as well that can help them either on their daily jobs, either to get inside the industry or to gain experience on a future project, for example. Um, even even we, we've we've uh, we've received a lot of uh, petitions from from people regarding event organization, for example. Um, they're very interested in the aspect of the fan on the, of the attendee in their case, because maybe. Uh, what we're feeling in the platform as well is there's I would say eighty something percent or ninety percent of our of our students are within the sports industry or entertainment industry.
0: Yeah, there's a great crossover there, of course, and you know uh, I think again echoing the kind of uh, global. Um, I guess ecosystem that you've you've talked about. Um, you know, you yeah, I mean the um, um, capability from um, Cordova, the team over there who've been helping me put this together, and it's not simply something that you read, but it is interactive in as much as there are videos, um, there are activities, there are links. You know, it's been quite something to 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 go through this. So if we go back, I mean, you obviously the strategy was twenty fifteen, so they're probably not. Um, uh, too many certificates out there so far, but what kind of feedback have you been getting on the other ones? I know a friend of mine, Jeff Wilson, who many of our listeners will know, did the <laughs> digital marketing one. How, how have they gone down? You know what what kind of levels of um, of take up and engagement are you getting?
2: Well, first, um, our engagement is is of course very very high, um, and what we experienced is um, the the level of accomplishment and uh, and work of the people that are, uh, att- the students that are attending the courses, is outrageous compared to other online platforms uh, where the levels of, of students that finish are 20, 30%. Uh, we have a, a, between a 75 and an 80 for five, 85% of our students always finish the courses, everything. Like you said, the videos, the activities, the exams, everything. So, and that, I believe it's for two reasons, mainly. One is, of course, the brand and and the FC Barcelona brand um, that is is very powerful. And number two, I think um, the experts that we have on board, such as yourself um, or Jeff Wilson or or many others, um, and the level of academics and the level of content is so high and so top-notch. That I think it makes um, it makes it so different and a very unique um, learning platform yeah. for for our students. I think that's that's a game changer here.
0: Yeah, um, and it's also interesting that um, you know part of the um, part of our partnership involves us actually being then free to deal with specific queries from the students as well. I think that's a that's 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 nice. I know it's part of a you know a standard study package that you can talk to your tutor, but I think when it's global. It's nice that, the, you know, digital capability can, can bring that possibility in, you know, so that somebody from Tanzania or, I don't know, Sri Lanka or, you know, uh, Canada can, can actually get in touch and say, I'm really interested in this passage on the use of values in, you know, non-league football. Can I talk to you about it? I, I think that's fantastic, you know, because that it stops it being a kind of a dry piece of theory. And, you know, it, it starts to become a kind of a living
2: form of study actually actually mark' it 's interesting that you mentioned it because this was the next well this was not this is the next phase of the of the project, which is building what we call the the community yeah the contributors so basically, now that we have a very strong base of experts and courses materials and students now we 're starting to build the community so we 're starting to to get a lot of connections between our students from different courses with, with the experts, without the experts, to build new projects, to, to exchange new ideas, to write articles, to help them on their PhDs, for example. Uh, and that's, that's what we're developing for this season. So this season, uh, our next goal is to have within the platform the community where they can exchange all this, uh, even if it's work, professional, personal, whatever, Building a strong community of the sports industry with Barcelona Innovation Hub in the middle.
1: Well, I think it's really interesting because because that's probably one thing that you just don't see very much of in football, and that's that's a huge amount of collaboration between lots of individuals. So, you know, we we see lots of people go off and do things on their own, Um, but but you know, there's obviously a lot of strength in numbers. And uh, and, I, and I guess that's one of your main aims is that you'll 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 develop projects in future, Marcos, that will will make a difference to football as a whole.
2: I, I really hope so. Actually, actually, we we in in in, in the um, in the startup side of the um, of the of the Bars Innovation Hub, we've already built some products and services that are already helping the industry. I would say so because. What we try to achieve as well is that we have a testing field within the club, because as I said, we have thirteen different sports. We have more than two thousand athletes in house, so that's a testing ground that we use um, to develop products and services like a, a tracking system that we developed with a with a startup in, in here in Spain that's called Real Track Systems. That's that um, that system that is called the Wimu is being um, is being used by several uh, dozens of um, federations national teams clubs leagues all over the world in football now um, as well as in basketball handball field hockey uh, and futsal uh, which is incredible Um, that that sort of thing is what we're looking at here Um, trying to test it develop it um, jointly with with the startup or with the company or with the university research center and then hey put it out there to the market and share it with the rest of the team so we can all walk together towards the innovation, towards the change, the transformation.
0: It's such, you know, this is such an interesting area. And I think, um, you know, Darren and I have recently put out a white paper on uh, the post-COVID period. And, you know, there are a lot of economic and and health concerns that will dominate thinking. So when Stadia are reopened um, to fans, um, you know, fans are going to be different. Fans are going to have, worries they're going to have concerns some of them may have lost their jobs I mean it's been a real struggle for everybody these last few months and I think this is the point when clubs will really need to stand up and show that community what they stand for why they're there why they'd miss them if they weren't there and I you know it does require some different thinking I mean Darren you believe very strongly in that haven't you?
1: Oh incredibly strongly yeah I think it's I I don't think anyone's quite realised it yet but there is going to be a whole new way of thinking that's going to have to come in very quickly um you, I, you know I said earlier that I lost track of lost track of time, but I think very soon people are going to say, well actually it's august already um, we've got you know a, a few weeks and then you know fans are going to be back inside stadiums, and we're almost in our minds still completely in this this safety zone, which is right I, I get that, but clubs have got to start thinking. But when fans get back, there's a lot going to be a lot of changes, not just to the safety aspect, but to the whole to the whole experience. And if they get that wrong, then they almost are going to lose fans rather than rather than get them back into stadiums, which would be a real shame. And
0: so he says uh, shamelessly, you know, the combination of Barcelona's values and this fan engagement certificate will, you know, will hopefully contribute to that discussion and, you know, at a practical level, hopefully
2: help. So Marcos, you're
0: Floridian originally, you're yeah? from Miami, is that right?
2: Yes, I was raised in in Miami. Yeah, um, that, that
0: must have been cool. that must have been tough with all of that terrible weather. <laughs> no,
2: no, it's a great place to to be raised. at. <laughs> I can't deny it. <laughs> yeah, but I guess again, yeah,
0: I guess were you uh, bilingual by birth? I mean, that must be yeah. You know, yeah that's that that's, that's got to be fantastic. And I guess you're almost trilingual now with un amiga de catala. Yeah, one would. Yeah, be, yeah,
2: no, trilingual since birth, actually. Yeah, because all right, yeah. Yeah, 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 my parents are, are, and my grandparents are all from Catalonia, but um, but I was raised in the States, so my first language is English. But then yeah. they taught me uh, when I was a bit older. They taught me Spanish and Catalan. Uh, so I've been living with a trilingual.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty. I think we're all pretty much envy en- envy that. So, what was your first <laughs> what was your
2: personal path to um, the uh, B Hub, as you call it? What was your path to? Well, so i i i studied law school actually I, I i'm a lawyer um i studied in madrid um i specialized then in marketing and then i did a master degree in university of california so yeah. i lived in, in la for a couple of years for two three years uh studied there my master's in sports management and then started working in the industry uh, first then at usl in the second tier of um, american soccer um, in, a, in a club called Orange County, very family-owned, family, family owned, uh, small, one of the only remaining independent clubs in, in, in the two first tiers. rest of them are owned by um, the MLS teams and the MLS owners. Very interesting to, to start to work uh, in the industry. And then I moved over towards IndyCar Series Motorsports, Formula E, then I, after a couple of years, I came back to Spain, study, um, um, did a little bit of work in a sports marketing agency, and I took an MBA um, in sports management. Um, okay. Actually, pretty funny because I took it at Real Madrid Business School.
0: Oh, um, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you that, Marco.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good, very good choice at the time. It still is. It's a great program.
0: Well listen it's been it's been an absolute pleasure to to have you here I mean uh, we could have another podcast talking about your experiences there but hopefully what the podca- what the certificate will will allow us for young students and people of any age in fact interested in career in sport and in particular football to build their own path as well and um, you know we are we are privileged to be working with you. It's been a real honour, Marcos. Uh, thanks to you for being our guest today on uh, the show. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, thanks, obviously, to Darren once again for being my partner in crime on this podcast, and to our producer Juan Luis, who, who for once, can actually um, could actually uh, probably translate this into Catalan for us afterwards for anyone uh, listening. But uh, again, thanks to us uh, to you from all of us here. We'll see you next time on the Fan Experience Experience Podcast.
1: And don't forget to check out our new website at fanexperienceco.com. The Fan Experience Experience was recorded live. See you next time.